this is Captain Lee, and you're listening to the Andertons Podcast. One word for it. <laughs> Half of it was good, anyway. I'm gonna show you. I want to show you this cool lick. Really do fast. it. Do it. Okay, this, so, what, this is the whole reason I do these things. So um, I can learn licks. This is my bad Stevie Ray Vaughan impression. So let's do this real quick. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. Let's get. Yeah. And then you okay. go. Get this. Do it like this. That lick, that's that Stevie Ray kind that's of. Awesome. <laughs> that's it, just two Skype lessons with Nick Johnson, and that's how good you get. <laughs> Oh. oh my God! It's well. so good to be here. I've I've been watching this show for, um, well, at least I want to say four years. Probably since the first album came out. Back when, unfortunately, he's not here. Back when I used to speak with Rob, and he was one of the guys that kind of helped me learn how to how to internet and how to how to use uh, social media. And uh, so it is amazing to be here. It, it is a, truly an honor. Yeah, so it's it's great to actually get a chance to, to come over here. And I've, I came over here last year for a gig in Plymouth. Yeah. And I was doing a gig in Plymouth again this year. And uh, I've started working closely with these lovely folks at Schechter. Um, we're both using the exact same we guitar. Are. And uh, Lee was like, come on down and, and we'll we'll make a silly couple of videos and have a good time and I be idiots so. on camera. Well, so. I think I think that one of the reasons I wanted to do it is because it's, it's, it's a really nice opportunity for lots of guitar players out there to... Um, you know, get to sort of find out a, a bit more about the man behind the sort of guitar. Because I think sometimes, you know, these clinics, yeah. they're always so they're always so kind of um, focused on the playing or, or, yep. or they're usually supported by a brand. And yep. so you always yep. feel like, of you course, know, you need yeah. to talk about the, the, the brand a bit more. But yeah. I kind of these things, it's more of an opportunity to just go, yes. well, let, let's, let's meet Nick. 
Um, so the real Nick. The real Nick. Not the deep dark secrets. But <laughs> close enough. Yeah. <laughs> close enough. The Monday to Friday Nick. That's Let's right. avoid the Saturday and Before Sunday. Before I take my wig off. Nicola. Nick. Yeah. yeah um, so look, tell us. I mean, how long have you been playing guitar? And, and you know, when did you kind of, you know, when did you realize that guitar playing was going to be your way you wanted to make a living? Oh, that's a good question. That's a loaded question, but. Um, I will certainly attempt to, to answer it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 28 years old now, and I've, I've basically been playing guitar for half my life. And uh, I grew up in a very small town, a very non-musical family. And uh, I don't know if that's normal. Like, do you have a musical family? Do people in your family... They're quite musical. Yeah, yes. I'm assuming, yeah. you know, your last name being... Well, I say they're musical, <laughs> they're all drummers. And oh, I'm really? the only guitar player. Oh, so does that make the me black the only sheep. proper musician? Yes, or, it does. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I started playing when I was about 14 years old, and I didn't have a musical family, so I didn't have that, I guess, su not immediate support. It was more like, yeah, we'll buy you a guitar, and, you know, you're a 14-year-old, so it'll be a phase, maybe, and, and you'll get through it, and you can move on and, and kind of get on with your life. Um, but I had a neighbor that moved in about, that's very Canadian of me, about uh, a, week, a week or so before my uh, 14th birthday, and I remember hearing him play guitar through his basement window, and the window was open, I was sitting on the front porch one day and I heard, I heard him playing. Um, I think it was. Uh, Let me give you some I some volume. I think it was. If I can still remember how to play it. So. Something like that. Some pop punk stuff. I was and gonna I, say that was like a Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. What's that other one? It goes. Um, let me just see if I can. That's what it was. And uh, I remember hearing him, hearing him play that. And uh, at some point, I got up the courage and walked over and knocked on the door. And can I come down and listen to you play guitar? And uh, he said yes. He was nice enough. He was a year older than me. And when you're 14 or 13 and there's someone a year older than you, yeah, that's a massive difference. gap. Yeah. That's like two years old and, and cool guy. You know, yeah. that's a huge difference. So he let me come down and, and uh, I watched him play guitar for a couple hours. And uh, he's, he's like, grab it. And, okay. And I was, I'm left-handed, so I didn't know. Like, no I can't way. play your, yeah, I can't play your guitar. I'm left-handed. He goes, just take the guitar. So I grabbed it, and uh, he's like, put your finger here, or play that, and then put your finger here. And I heard the note, the pitch yeah. uh, rise, and I was like, that's it. That, that, that's a thing. I need, I need to know more about that. Somewhere along the line, we lost track. But I emailed him recently, and I just, like, just want to let you know, you know, what I'm doing now is. I'm quite good now. Watch this. But the thing is, I sent him some audio, like a, a couple songs. He's like, that's not you. He's like, that's not you. That's not you playing. Like, prove it. Jokingly, of course. <laughs> not like an asshole. And I sent him a video, and he's just like, man, good for you. That's, that's so cool, and I'm, I'm happy to pay, uh, played a part in that. Soon after that, I got into the four, five, six, seven, eight-hour days of practice. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, not for any reason, though. Not, not to so become you, a musician, just to so play you're talking the about guitar. In the, this is your. This is in the nineties. Then. Well, no. This is two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I am old. So guitar solos were not cool, at all. Yes. <laughs> like the, he was playing cool music. That yeah. was cool. Like that would have gotten you girls at that point. Not. That wouldn't have <laughs> got. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have gotten you anything. Uh, so so for for me to just be around what was like relevant at the time too. It wasn't 
wasn't like he was playing Van Halen because I wouldn't have known what that was at the right. time. It's like, what is that? That, that was kind of my next sort of yeah. question. Really. So who was the first um, guy that you, other than your next door neighbor, the, the first kind of guitar player that you that, that you heard and you really, because I, I certainly remember, I remember, remember going the through my, my dad's, well, I had two moments, I think. I, I, I remember my dad having a, a fantastic vinyl collection of 70s classic rock oh. stuff and, and, and listening to a it's free... It's for you then, yeah. Yeah, well, there were, as yeah. you say, loads. Free was the, was the one where I just went, whoa. Yeah. And the, but the guy that made me want to um, play guitar was the... Uh, and I know I, I, I will be hated for saying this, but <laughs> well, I got into Pink Floyd just after Roger Waters left. Right. And so I don't really... All my... The, all the, the the early pink, all the my earliest memories of Pink Floyd are the Dave Gilmore kind right, of right, um, yeah. delicate sound of thunder thing. Of course, of and course. he was the guy that just made me think. But so I think everybody has a, a you know yeah, a person yeah. who was well, yours. Well, I think I think similar to to you with with your father having a collection, I was kind of from a really early age. Even I can think back to about two years old, and I remember hearing Robert Plant screaming, and my yeah. mom being like. Turn that off. And uh, not quite knowing what that was, not quite understanding it, but then hearing Paige's guitar playing, it was almost like incubated for all those years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Black Sabbath, um, Pink Floyd, a lot of that. Uh, although my dad calls them Stink Floyd, of course. Uh, <laughs> fun fact, I guess. <laughs> or something. I don't know. And, uh, Johnston. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> and so Zeppelin and, uh, is that Song Remains the Same tape, the VHS tape. Anyway, so I, of course, as a teenager or a young kid, you want to rebel against your parents. So yeah. I was like, ah, I rejected that music. Even though I had no choice, I had yeah. to listen to it. I was like, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Okay, here's another fun fact. My dad had a copy. He doesn't play guitar. He had a copy of Flying in a Blue Dream. Right. Because he liked the song Big yeah, Bad yeah. Moon. He goes, hey, Nick, come in here, because I just started playing guitar. He goes, come in here and listen to uh, the song. It's called Flying in a Blue Dream. And he played me this instrumental song, and I hated it so really? much. Really? I didn't get it. I don't. Yeah. At that point, instrumental guitar. Why isn't there a singer? What is with that drum machine? What is with that cheesy guitar tone? And uh, of course, later it became the exact opposite. And I didn't get it at the time at all. So it it took many years for me to even understand what I was like. I'd look back and go, "What the hell was that?" But it it was never for me until maybe I was in my late teens. It was never guitar for the sake of being tacky or being, mm-hmm. you know, impressive with shot. It's just I loved playing. I wanted to be around the guitar more. I wanted to hear more. I wanted to understand why certain things sounded a certain way. But it was a self-discovery thing. It wasn't, I want to play in a band, I want to you know, make a million dollars. And uh, because I lived in a small town, it was very isolated. Yeah. So I had, I played alone and I didn't have the internet. I didn't have a phone where I could check on shit yeah. and tabs and videos. So, you know, I, I had uh, my ears, which is really important, and uh, time. Yeah. I always say to anyone who asks, you know, about practice, what's the most important thing? And for me, it was isolation. It was, yeah. that was my greatest gift that my parents greatest gift to me was leaving they me alone you. <laughs> leaving me yeah <laughs> you know there'd be there'd be uh i'd come home from school and they they wouldn't ask did you do your homework they, i'm not entirely didn't. sure this is a pro this is potentially not good parenting tips here you know we're not saying no of course not children. no and i don't have Lock kids them in a room yeah exactly exactly but but they were <laughs> but just, it worked for yeah you. they were just like go do your thing you know clearly you're you're enjoying it and, and uh you're having fun and and they were right there supporting it and and yeah. And then from there, I'd say the big, the big moment was when I heard Ingve. Really? When I heard Ingve. So he's the man. He's the guy, yeah, and he still is the guy. He's, for, you know, he's one of my. I was talking to uh, Adam, the Schechter yeah. rep. We we're talking about favorite guitar players. It's Ingve for me, Eddie Van Halen, Jeff Beck, and, and uh, Steve Ray Vaughan. Right. And it's always been those guys, and it will probably always be those guys because 
they kind of musically imprinted on me at a very he's, young age. He's my favorite. Ingve Mousy, my favorite guitar quote of all time. Well, one of my favorite guitar quotes. Is it quotes. the more is more? Yeah, yeah that's like, like so beautiful. It's like, less is more. It's not possible. <laughs> how, how is less how more? How could that be? Surely more is more. More is it's more. More is more. It's like, you know, it's like, yes, Ingve. That's, that's it. So that's completely Ingve. That's Ingve, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I would read interviews with him and, and know it was very tongue in cheek and the, you know the classical thing. It's very, you can take it serious up to a point. Yeah. But ignoring all of that, just his. Have you a, met him? I've never met him. Okay. I'm afraid to meet him. Really? I I don't know if I could. T- he's like, he's like to a lot of um six seventies uh, and eighties teenagers. Like yeah. if they were to meet Eddie, yeah. they'd be like, yeah. I mean, it was definitely not the composition. Because when you're when you're fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, whatever, at least I didn't I didn't care about writing. I just cared about playing. So I'd hear him, just oh my god, just doing this amazing stuff that I I didn't know was possible. Yeah. And I'd hear him do like the, that for the first time. Like come a, on, I, I, now seems like an opportune moment for you to ing way out. For yeah. Us, so if I, you know I'd hear uh, hear that stuff. I'd lay in bed, with the headphones on with a CD player, and how the hell how's he doing that? How the hell is he doing? And I didn't have the internet, so I didn't have any any like tutorials or anything. Mm-hmm. So I eventually figured it out, just like the whole uh, the sweep picking thing, which I can't really do that well because this is my bad hand. But that kind of stuff turned into like um, I do like the hybrid picking thing, mm-hmm. so it kind of turned into like. Uh, or like, um, let's see if I can do more of that. Which is pure, um, pure Ingve influenced. Even though it sounds yeah. nothing like him, it's still it's still that aggression and that kind of you know that show of technique and just the fun of it. Like that's yeah. just fun. It doesn't mean anything, but it's fun, and that's why that's why I'm into it. So I, yeah, I got a, for, for for like left-handed players out there who I always kind of think. I know this is purely and purely from a guitar sales perspective. Yeah, you know it's. It's it's such a drag for left-handed players know, to have I such know, a small uh, selection of guitars available to them, and often to have to pay a premium to, to get the guitar that they want anyway. Yeah. Do you, when you, you know, if if there's anybody watching this that's maybe you know just started playing or thinking about starting playing, who are left-handed, are there any kind of tips that you would that you would give about sort of trying to learn to play, you know, essentially a conventional right-handed way? Or it's a good question. I teach a couple couple kids that they're left-handed as well, but. They play, mm-hmm. I guess, the way they're supposed to play. I suppose, but for me, uh, I think everything I like. I played hockey, but I shot the opposite mm-hmm. way. Um, I played golf. It was the same thing. Baseball. Um, so you're one of these people that's maybe kind of like yeah, it's kind of up the middle, or maybe on the yeah. on the left side. And more... Does it give you an advantage? I mean, I always thought when you know, I mean, naturally speaking, you look at what you do as a guitar player and yeah. this hand appears to do the complicated stuff and this hand the less complicated stuff although True. actually as you get on maybe not maybe yeah so, yeah. so I, I wonder whether as a left hand was someone that perhaps you know feels more inclined to for this to be their more dexterous hand do you feel it gives you a, a sort of you know did you find doing some of that faster stuff seemed to come more natural yeah, to you yeah yeah I, I, I don't know if that's if that's 
I don't know if I want to say it comes fast, but from my experience, I didn't really have to, a lot of the stuff I do, I don't really remember struggling with the technical thing. It was more so the coordination because mm -hmm. this hand, uh, it, was, it was always playing catch up, which is why um, if I was to yeah. do, if I was to do like, you know, some kind of legato -y thing where I'm going like, uh, <laughs> That was just so much easier, and this one would just okay. We'll just hit one note instead of trying to hit all of them, and then it became a almost like a like a dance routine of these two fingers. Like I don't know how well you can see that, but if I'm playing like There's lots of down picking and then using your second and third fingers for the, the upstroke yeah, when the you're upstroke, crossing the string. Yeah. So I, th I I'd like to say that came out of uh, that came out of frustration. Yeah. Because I don't think I knew what I didn't know what hybrid picking was when I first started doing. There was no reference for it. Because um, about 15 when I started doing yeah. that. And um, yeah, I guess the short answer is I think there was a bit of an advantage with. Mm -hmm. Just the control, but then that was kind of bogged down by the lack of coordination. So yeah. I was still behind. I was still playing catch up, regardless. You know, and that's that's what that's what I love about um, not having maybe tabs all the time or videos yeah. all the time is you kind of develop in the way maybe you're organically supposed yeah. to develop. I, I don't know if that's if that's a good thing or not, but for me, it's, it's kind of cool that my style developed out of a weakness, yeah. which is interesting. No, I like that. Yeah. I like that point. So, now I think this takes us on quite nicely, but particularly going back to the sort of the Ingwe bit. When I first met you, you just released uh, your, so you had like two albums. Yeah, I had two records back at the back. back. Yeah, yeah. And you had some pretty sort of, you know, stellar guests. Yeah, so the first one's Public Display of Infection. That's right. And that was, the, that was the debut album that I made in a weekend because I had no money yeah. and no time and no budget. Who did the artwork on that, by the way? Mark Raykopf. Oh, R-E-H-K-O-P-F. He's Absolutely fantastic basically yeah. the art kind of director for all of my stuff. He does yeah. everything. He does all the posters. He does yeah. the videos. You name it. Um, check him out. Like his page. He's severely underrated, I think. And, um, yeah, so that was the first record, 2011. And, you know, I look back on it now and... and it's really, really nostalgic to think about how quick that was made and, and the decisions that were made and the stress that was involved and, you know, having no money, but still, yeah. I got to get this album out, even even if, it, even if it's not what I expect, it's just got to come out. Yeah. So it was the first record. I learned a lot. I'm still very, very happy with the music. Um, and then the second record came out, and that's when things started to kind of shift a little bit more into, like, this world music. I had a lot of, like, uh, there's that one song with that... That's... Uh, Sorry, song there's that, that sand monster song yeah. all that stuff and it's you know it kind of runs through this world music kind of yeah. thing shorter song format really just hard-hitting melodies and then uh, somehow I ended up getting Paul Gilbert to play on it and uh, Guthrie Govan played on that record which looking back at the second album I was unknown how did that work out you know? well you say you were unknown I mean I think even back then I remember people were talking I mean 
I think it's, it's it's unfortunate that any new guitar sort of virtuoso gets instantly compared to other more established yeah, virtuosos. Yeah, and course. I kind of thought it was a bit unfair, really. I mean, I remember people comparing you to Guthrie, uh, and and I remember sort of thinking to myself, I don't really know that he's. I mean, I I used to, I certainly remember the, the sort of the Django, you know, that's a yeah. very Parisian jazzy yeah, kind of yeah. vibe coming through the second album. Well, I'm I'm always I'm always writing music. I'm. I'm there's never a point where I don't have maybe four or five pieces on the go. Mm -hmm. Just I think, I think it's healthy to just be creative as much as possible. Even when I'm doing like the touring and stuff like these clinics, I'll go back to the hotel and just kind of have my iPhone mm -hmm. and sketch out ideas. Um, so I'm always writing, and that means hopefully there's progression in your songwriting abilities. I think songwriting is just as hard, that, that ability is just as hard to develop as guitar playing. If not more, because you have to kind of sometimes put the guitar down and and if you write a guitar instrumental a lot of times it's, you're tempted to do guitar-y things and that mm -hmm. is you know, a lot of notes or a lot of vibrato or a lot of different effects and, and different broad kind of tones and stuff, different guitars which can sometimes be a bad thing because you get away from the intent of just making music in my opinion um, so from from that whole kind of learning experience writing the first two records releasing them just what what you kind of have to do to to move forward, I learned a lot about that, and you know that experience shaped how I was writing music. By the time the second one was ready to was out, just just released, I had the third album fully written. There's there's an evolution in the songwriting in that it, it's a little bit more progressive, a little bit more dramatic, um, atmospheric, and I think I was just trying to keep it simple, but you know think about harmony, you know. Um, for example, that opening song, uh, real simple melody, it's just... Once you hear that, it's kind of dumb. You know, if I played it anywhere else on the neck, a little faster, it doesn't sound like, yep. it's not cool, but it's what's kind of going under, on underneath it, and that's this minor nine chord. Can you play that, by the way? See if you can... I, I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah, I'm stolen the spectrum. I'm cool, go for it. So it'll be like... and a little bit sexy about that <laughs> that chord change that that chord change doesn't belong there it's from a different key but the way I'm tying that note together that's the it's the minor third of a B let's get kind of into the theory thing here but then that note is now the major third of a B flat so if you hear just like yeah. no it sounds like there's movement yeah. yeah and and I got really into that kind of more compositional side of things and um, yeah, just everything kind of evolved around a new way of thought, yeah. keeping things simple, but just really basic melodies with dramatic harmony behind it. Yeah. And um, I haven't really talked much about this, but in September, October of next year, I'm going to be releasing a new album that I did with Gavin Harrison. And that record is basically taking that style, 
pushing it forward. It'll be the first album where every song is in basically the same genre, which is a first for me because yeah. I'm sure you've listened to stuff in the past. Like, there's like this pop song, and then there's like reggae. What the hell are you doing? But that's just. I think more so on the earlier ones. I yeah, think, I thought yeah. Atomic Mind was quite kind of got a little. Bit, yeah, got you know more it works to that. more as a as an album, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, well, what's your favorite tune off the album? Oh, that that song. Are oh, you like yeah. that one? Do you? It was it was the I think it was like the first one I wrote for it, and it just yeah. something about it just. Is there is there a lick? Is there a lick that you came up with on that album that you just thought, oh, that's the one? Like the one we were talking about, the Ian Thornley one that he does, where it's oh, just like, yeah, uh, that's the lick. Have you got, have you got that lick? It's a good question. Oh, yeah, I think I was doing something. There was this like, long trade-off section where I'm doing that thing with Guthrie, and the chord progression's real simple. It's... Uh... or something where it's in D minor I'm doing like because um, you have to shift kind of in between mine natural mine Dorian it's almost like so I'm doing this thing where it's like a D minor arpeggio so it's like and I go it's like yeah let's see if I can play Something like that, which is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, I'll just well, show me that one. I'll try that one, I'll tap it out. We'll do that one later. We'll try that one. So, stuff like that. Just again, I was thinking more about the chords and the notes mm -hmm. inside the chords. That's very guitar, guitar y. Yeah. That's like yeah. kind of flashy stuff. But it's fun. It's fun as hell to do that. And that's why do we have these if not for fun? Well, you it, know? Do you know, isn't that good timing? So, when, did, uh, when did the lovely Mr. Schechter come along and say, hey, Nick, let's do a guitar together. Good question. And, and, and what was it that you wanted in your guitar? Well, I'll go back to the start of that and uh, kind of catch up to present day. So roughly November of last, about a year ago, actually, mm -hmm. the wonderful and lovely Mr. Keith Merrill emailed Schechter on my behalf. Quick sidebar, that guy, I would definitely not be sitting here without Keith. Mm. What he's done for me is... I. I can never pay him back. Nobody got a bad word to say about Keith. Man, he's the best. Like, he's like the loveliest guy. He's the best guy. guy. You, Keith, <laughs> uh, even Rob, he's been amazing. Yep. You know, Gilbert, the Guthrie Gilbert. You guys have done so... Anyways, I can kind of get all sappy here, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Keith, uh, he emailed Schechter on my, on my behalf, behalf, and he said, there's this guitar player, Nick Johnston, he's going to be doing some really cool stuff. You should get him while you can, because... Uh, he'll move on and you'll kind of probably regret not getting which is like he was talking me up pretty yeah. hard there that's hard to deliver on so I get an email about a day later and uh, it's from Mark LaCourt the, the VP and he, uh, he was he's like do you want to maybe check out a guitar see what you think maybe we can work together and then I got this guitar this was just one they had kind of hanging out at the shop and this is a USA Custom it's 100% stock except I, I have these Duncan pickups and uh, usually I have the Texas Hot Seymour Duncan pickups, but these are um, these uh, the Alnico two ones I was trying out, and uh, they're great. But uh, I prefer the the Texas Hots personally. Anyway, so it's a hundred percent stock, and I got it. I opened the box up, played it. I was like, yeah, okay, here we go. Because it, it's a little, I mean, it, 
you can see where the influence has come from. Yeah, obviously I think on so. Here. Like uh, an but SG? It, or no? Yeah, I think it is. It's like, it's, yeah. um, but I noticed that the neck is a little wider with a slightly yeah. flatter radius. Yeah, it's got the 12 and a half um, thing and the so 25. Does that, is that, does that suit you more as a kind of more contemporary kind of player? Or? It took me a little while to get used to it. The first thing that struck me was it was just, everything just felt really, really solid. Yeah. And well um, maintained and well looked at. Because of the volume of, of guitars, the amount of custom shop guitars that come into the factory every month, it's so low. Mm. They have the benefit and they have that luxury of being able to spend a lot of time with frets, yeah. um, picking the wood. The guts of this thing, if you were to take this plate off and look in there, it's like you could hang it on the wall. It's a piece of artwork. It's so beautifully maintained. That's just my fanboyism for what's going on here. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for that, though. That I think so, yeah, not, yeah. One of my favorite, favorite guitars, and it's usually hanging around here somewhere, is a Squire Classic Vibe that oh, I've, yeah, that I've gutted and remodded and everything. And I, for a while, I struggled a little bit with this idea of, you know, the sort of price of some of these guitars compared to what that Squire did. Yeah, you guys but, do all those videos. Yeah, great. But, yeah. The, but I must admit, over the wind, as we've gone into winter here and we move video locations as well, so there's been a little bit of a temperature and humidity sort of change. Uh, that guitar has been, I wouldn't say all over the place, it's a little bit unfair, but you could see why you wouldn't necessarily want to tour with yes. a guitar like that. Yes. Whereas you, you get the impression with these kind of things, and I'm sure you know if we were looking at other brands of you know similarly priced, you'd, you'd get a similar kind of vibe. They are that sort of touring grade, yeah. reliable. And to further that, I you know this is this is 100% true. I'm not kissing anyone's ass. Or I took this to to China. Taiwan back to Canada uh, a week ago or so. No, no movement. Any. I haven't even mm. used the strings. I I've tuned it once or twice. It is a freaking Just, workhorse. Not yeah. only does it play beautifully, but it's rugged, which is usually the trade-off with a lot of these yeah. higher-end guitars. It's like, you know, they'll they'll ding or they'll, the neck will move because they're these coffee table woods. Mm. Versus this, it's rugged, and uh, you're not afraid to put it in a case and put it on the airplane. It's, yeah. And that that was actually another reason why I was stoked to work with them because yeah. I wasn't afraid to travel with it. With some of the guitars in the past, there's no way I would take those. So anywhere. is this a signature guitar or is this? This just isn't. This right. Are you working on one? Yeah. To those? Yeah. Exactly. So this is just the like this is the production one. We have the same guitar right now. Mm -hmm. I have the different pickups. Um, I got a maple board. Yeah. Exactly. But spec wise, you know, just in terms yeah. of dimensions and what's happening, the interior of it, same same thing. Yeah. So anyways, after I've been using this guitar for a while, we started to talk about. You know, maybe uh, not revitalizing, but reaffirming that they make an amazing custom shop mm -hmm. line. They don't really have a guy doing that, so they approached me. Like, Would you like to kind of be the yep. quote-unquote poster boy for the custom <laughs> shop line? And of course, I was like, "What, really?" And uh, they asked, "Do you want to do a guitar?" And about a month or two ago, I got this guitar from them that was. Very unique. I don't know if you yeah. saw the green one that I had done. Yes. Yeah, I saw it on yeah. Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, or yeah. It was it, social yeah. media. It was a Wenge neck with um, with a, uh, I guess it would be seafoam green body. And it was a master build guitar. And it's it's freaking amazing. However, it's too delicate and it's, honestly, it's too expensive. And it's, it's just, there's just too much that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. So we decided that's more of a one-off, kind of a cool piece, just to show what the, the shop is capable of. And that was all yeah. built by their master builder, Tetsuo. And um, then they said, well, what, what can we do to maybe make, make this into a signature? So it's basically going to be the exact same guitar with 
a specific silver paint job based mm -hmm. off of a specific guitar I used to play. And uh, it's going to have my little logo on the back plate and my signature here with the Texas Hot pickups. Mm -hmm. Other than that, uh, aged kind of parts, but bridge is going to be the same, still with the, the Graph Tech nut, lock and tuning heads. I don't think I can make this into a better yeah. guitar, so I'm not going to try and do that. I'm just going to maybe tweak a couple basic details, like the color, what's going on here, uh, and that's it. And I'm going to play the shit out of it. Well, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think that's kind of... I, I think, you know, most... That, that's always, a, I think, a, th there's a danger when somebody says, do you want to do a signature oh, yeah, guitar? Man, that you become this kid is. in a candy shop of going, well, I've, I, it's got to have this and this and this, and I dreamed about having this and da 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 And then actually... Once you go through that whole cycle, you go, you know, all I really, really wanted was kind of like a slightly beefed up version That's of the guitar right, yeah. to play on, you know, and, and, yeah. and away you go. Um, I mean, I, I love the fact that you've come in, you've plugged into a tube amplifier, but no pedals, um, you know, all about yeah. just, you know, just about getting the guitar kind to of talk one, and one sing. One-to-one, one-to-one yeah. one kind of thing there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and the reason I'm so, well, Eddie Van Halen was a huge influence on that because that was kind of what he did in the early days. But... That kind of approach and the approach of keeping it simple, I've learned since doing some of these clinic tours and stuff that most of the time, that's all you need. Mm. You don't need a guitar that has so many options. You can make a cappuccino with it or, you know, like... That would be a good option. Switch, there, yeah, actually, that would be a good... Yeah, yeah that would be a good option. You know, all option. these little switches and buttons. Like, it's great and everything, but do you need it? Do you really... Like, in a live application when you're... Like, depends on the player, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess it depends guess, on the player. I don't, I don't particularly need it, but when it's a fly-in thing, you yeah. just want to get a good tone, you want a solid guitar you can rely yeah. on, yeah. and you never know what amp you're going to use. Yeah. So I like to have just something I know 100%. Yeah. I practice with. I, this, is like, this is the first guitar I grab. There's no, there's no difference to what it would be from day to day. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's just like, a, there's like pride in this guitar. I, I really, really... Well, believe in this guitar and, and it's awesome yeah. and I love I love the fact as well it's a you know Schecter over the last what 30 odd years yep. have um, sort of been forgotten if you like for what their roots were yeah you know, it, it's yeah. all been about kind of you know the diamond series and the, the high gain and the seven string and the floor you know and yeah. I guess people forget that they were you know along with um, Charvel and all those kind of they you know they were one of the original yeah. kind of you California know hot rodded custom, yeah custom strats and it's kind of nice to see to see them coming back i love the fact that you've you've wanted an artist guitar that is good value yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's clearly important to you as a, as a as a player to kind of you know just stay real if you like and, yeah and, and yeah exactly accept that most guitar we were saying while we were having lunch you know it's like how many gigs have you done where you know, you can't even afford to pay the other guy. I know, I know. You know, so I don't think we should assume <laughs> that every guitar player's got like a $5,000 budget for their sort of rig. Wouldn't that know? be nice? Wouldn't well, that it be would. Nice? <laughs> it would, yeah. And yeah, I, I think, I think, I don't think this guitar is like the best guitar. I don't think any guitar is better than any. Like yeah. once you get to the custom shop line, it's all good. Better's the wrong. It's all good. It's yeah. just, it's, it's feel, it's, it's tactile. You have to play mm. the instrument. I've played guitars that are worth 10 times this guitar and, and no mojo, no, mm. I don't know what the word is, magic or there's no life to it or, or something. Uh, and again, when I played this for the first time, I was like, yeah, there's some, there's something here I need to be a part of and I need to, I need to 
just back. I need to be behind it there. I think that that is an opportune moment to hear you do. I shan't um, destroy your thing by accompanying <laughs> you. You can just do your own thing. Okay, I'll mess around. Uh, yeah. If you mess around, but... Um, on that note, I'm just going to say it's been yeah. an absolute pleasure oh, having you Kidding over. Me? Yeah, I'm absolutely. really looking forward to the clinic tonight. Yeah, me too. Uh, thanks for showing me that Stevie Ray Vaughan lick. I yeah, promise learn by it. the time I next see you, I will have learned it. <laughs> uh, cool, but man. anyway, look, this is Nick Johnston. I'll put a link in the description below for where you can go to his website. Check out the albums, old or new. They're all very, very cool. Thanks, Luke. And I'll put a link into where you can find out cool. more about these guitars as well. Thank so you. here we are. Take it away, Nick. Okay. for listening to our latest podcast if you enjoyed it hit that subscribe button see you next time 